are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Q. Q is, of course, of Locked On Raiders. I am of Locked On Steelers, and we are your Friday hosts here. Q, how you doing at the end of this week, my good sir? Man, it's good Friday, and I'm feeling really good. Heading into the weekend, of course, Easter weekend will be our Easter's on Sunday, so uh, just feeling good, man. Always love talking some NFL, love talking football. It's the one machine that never quits. It never turns off. You know, it's 365, 365 days a year. It's it's great, man, so uh, it's always fun to be with you on a, on a Friday. It absolutely is. You make this show a lot more fun, Q, I got to say, uh, with, with, the, with the way we can go back and forth. But there's been a debate that's been raging back and forth a lot in the NFL draft lately. And that's with pro days popping up and everyone getting excited. And I believe these two pro days were actually on the same time at the same day this year or this week. Um, and that was Ohio State and Alabama. And, of course, when you're talking about those two teams, you're talking about quarterbacks. And that's Mac Jones of Alabama Justin Fields of Ohio State. Now, Q, I don't know about you, but Justin Fields to me has been the consistent number two guy pretty much going into this draft process. But then as it happens every year, there's all sorts of talk. There's pro day numbers. There's there's flips. There's big boards that come out. And then all of a sudden, jumbles happen. And now we're seeing people pumping up Mac Jones, who was maybe the fourth or fifth guy that usually came up in quarterback conversations in in this draft class. And now Todd McShay in his latest mock draft has him being picked third overall with then Justin Fields falling out of the top 10. What is your take on on all this hype around the quarterback situation? Because there's at least four or five guys who now are are probably going in the first round. Yeah, you know, the thing about it, man, is I don't know what's like real and what's draft talk. You know what I mean? And, And you've been covering the NFL long enough. I've been covering the NFL long enough. And NFL fans have been following the NFL draft long enough where there's talk and then there's like reality, you know, and I don't know. Mac Jones is caught on this hype train so quickly that it, it almost makes me feel like it's false. Like it's not real. Like it's just a, a mirage that teams are throwing this out there because they want their guy to fall. But then you start hearing all the arguments on why and you start hearing all the, well, Mac Jones is a, a, you know, he's very accurate. He can make all the throws. No, he's not athletic, but he can do it all from the pocket. And it's hard to argue with that when you just saw a pocket quarterback, even though he's the greatest quarterback of all time, take home a Lombardi trophy and Tom Brady, you know, it's not like he's athletic and, or yeah, running around the field and everything, making plays with his legs. So you just kind of wonder, plus you saw the big numbers that Alabama put up offensively. But then you realize all the weapons that that uh, Mac Jones had around him, offensive line included, he's going to get picked at number three. Are those weapons going to be there on, say, San Francisco if that's where he goes? I don't think so. San Francisco doesn't have as talented of as a roster offensively as Alabama does or Alabama did. So I, I just it's it's hard for me to, to swallow that pill and say Mac Jones is going to be the guy. But. You know, it's one of those you have to make a decision. Do you think it's it's real or it's a smoke screen and, and teams are just trying to get their guy to drop to him? Because that's something that happens more often than not in the NFL draft. It absolutely does, Q. And you know, there's bait thrown out there. And, you know, and there were there's some there's funny moments during these pro days, man. And they talked about it yesterday on the show. Uh, Ryan and Jake were talking about it. And, you know, you know, combine versus pro day stuff and what the differences are. Uh, so go check that out if you haven't already. But you know, one of the things is that when you look at these pro days, they're in these home environments. They're they're very they're very comfortable where they're at. But you know, I was I watched some of these on TV, man, and like there was one clip of uh of um 
uh, uh, what Mac Jones and and what's and what he was doing with Alabama's pro day. And there's a clip where he just blatantly misses his receiver downfield, and they cut right to Bill Belichick, who was watching him. And Bill Belichick is just shaking his head, and it's just like, hmm, that's interesting. And it could be for something completely different, but it might not be. But everyone's trying to read into everything is always on on online, and so everyone's like, oh, Mac Jones is falling off the board. He's never going to get drafted by anybody. And, and it's like, I don't know about that, but at the same time, I just. I, you look at it's like what you said. You look at the the level of competition that Alabama had, and and Ohio State had had that too. They right. had Chris Olave. They had dudes that were that were balling at wide receiver. Like yep. there's no doubt about that. But Alabama was just so far ahead of everyone. Just like when LSU was so far ahead of everyone. You're looking at Joe Burrow, and it's like, okay, you did a great job, but right, you know, you you got thrown to these guys all game long, and 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 no one could run with them. You know, when you get to the NFL and there's going to be tight coverage, how do you respond? I still look at that for Mac Jones. Like I don't see him as an as an elite uh, on field decision maker. I I look at him as a hey, he was able to capitalize on his team being better than everyone, and right. that's what did it well. But Justin Fields, he looks like a guy that he has the cannon. I've seen him process, and I've seen him take the huge hits. I mean, we all saw him run that ridiculous forty time. Yeah. But I've seen him take the huge hits. Looked like he should have been knocked out of a game. He did that in the college playoffs this year, and then come right back in the game and win it for them. That's the kind of stuff I'm like, that's the leader I want to get behind. Yeah, you know, that that whole sequence that he went through, you know, that toughness that he showed in the college football playoffs, that's going to go a long way because you want that. You're right. Guys will go to bat. Guys will try to run through a wall for you if you're going to be a tough dude like that. And in the NFL, you're going to have to be a tough dude. He is an elite athlete. Is yeah. he an elite quarterback is my question. Yeah. Because in the NFL, you can't get away with being off a little bit, off right. here, off there, because that DB or that linebacker will come and take your lunch money. You know, I mean, that's that's the question I have. Can Justin Fields be elite on the next level? And then can Mac Jones be elite? I mean, think about this. You talked about talent. I mean, Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy uh, Award. He wasn't even the best wide receiver uh, at one point on the team. Jalen yeah. Waddle was until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Devontae Smith became wide receiver number one after Jalen Waddle got injured. That's how deep they were that they were able to get a, a Heisman Trophy winner after Jalen Waddle went down. So, I mean, they're so stinking talented. And not like I mentioned, that offensive line is huge. And, and for a guy like Mac Jones, you're going to have to be able to block and, and hold up in protection. Are the teams at the top of the draft? Can they do that? Can San Francisco do it at number three? Possibly. They've got a couple nice pieces on the O-line, but they really, he needs, I think he needs an offensive line like the Colts have, you know what I mean? Like mm. an, like a real outstanding offensive line to be effective and not have to worry about, you know, too much pressure in his face. So it, it's for me, man, it's a toss up between which one is better. Clearly it's like, what's your flavor that you like the most? Uh, I think that he has better. And when I say he, I mean, Mac Jones has better arm talent than Justin Fields, but Justin Fields clearly is the better athlete. And maybe early on in their careers, that athleticism may be what teams need more than uh, Mac Jones arm. I and mean, we've certainly seen that players like Lamar Jackson have come in and they, they make it, they make themselves known because they can beat you with their legs and their arm. Right. And that, that helps with your decision-making, right? Because now you don't need to always know what they're doing pre-snap because post-snap you can force them to do things because right. they'll be like, Oh man, we gotta, we gotta run up and hit him because he'll, he'll run, he'll run on us. And when they do that, they open up different parts of the field because they can't just sit back and wait for you. And that's why I think that they're saying, okay, you know, we, you know, we look at Justin Fields, you got to approach him differently. Now, the question is, 
you know, how do the, how do people like his processing? And that and that's what it always comes down to. You know, like they're going to be college guys. Most of what happens at pro days, they're talking to the coaches, they're talking to the players. They're, people are trying to assess what kind of person are you. You know, yeah. as much as it's important to show that you that you show up for pro day, the only time that really the pro day is really a a wow factor, at least in my opinion, is when it's really bad. Like if you come out and you flop on your pro day, then it's like, you didn't prepare for this properly. Right. What does that say about you? Whereas if you do great, it's like, okay, you did great on your pro day, but I still want to know, are, are you the guy that's first in the first in the weight room and, and last out? Are you right. the guy that's going to, that, that's going to do right. Or are you going to be like Paxton Lynch and like play call of duty until four in the morning and then show up <laughs> late to practice, which is a real story by the way. And, and again, another first round draft pick quarterback. Bust, a, a, a bust at that, yes. a complete bust. And I'll say this, you know, and, and and Thursday was opening day of baseball, and I told you before the show that I'm a baseball guy. I really like baseball. My biggest question is how I determine if the quarterback is the guy that I want is who has the better fastball. You know what I mean? Who has the better fastball? Because a pitcher who has a fastball, you could teach him to be a really good pitcher. But if he doesn't have a fastball, he's already behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? If he don't have a fastball, if he only has a knuckler and a curve, he's probably going to be in trouble. If you can give me a fastball, and I'm putting this now in a quarterback position, if that quarterback has a really good fastball, I think you could do something. So if Justin Fields can prove that he has the fastball, you go back and look on the, on the, on the film, and he's got the fastball to get it there and be accurate, and, and Mac Jones has the fastball to be, get there and be accurate. You know he doesn't have the athleticism. That would put Justin Fields above him. But if the, if the fastball is going to be questioned, then there's going to be teams that are going to say, yeah, we're going to drop Fields down a little bit. We'll put Mac Jones up there. I mean, that's – it's again, it's going back to the flavor of Kool-Aid you like. You know, uh, some people like uh, red. Some people like uh, purple Saurus Rex. Some people like whatever. You know what I mean? I'm a red dude. Give me I my- like purple Saurus Rex, and a lot of people don't even remember that flavor. But that yeah, was like- – I see. Honestly, I remember it, but we never had it. I, that was the one at the <laughs> store that my parents were like, no, nah, we're getting Tropical Punch red. Stop asking for stuff. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, but, but no, I feel you entirely there. That's, that's, it's all going to all be about what teams are feeling and what they're learning behind yeah. the scenes. And then again, I'm sure we're not done talking about this. We got a month until the draft less than a month now. And, um, and, and people are going to be talking about this every, every day when it comes to that, who's going to be going to pick a quarterback when it actually happens Q, it's going to be a very interesting conversation to see how it plays out. We're going to take a quick. And, and one thing real quick is. Go ahead. I get tired of everyone having mock draft 19.0. Can you just put out one, maybe two? Put one out before the uh, before the pro days, like right when the offseason starts, and then put one out after like the pro days or combine or whatever. I know it's not a normal year, so you don't have the combine, but if you want, if you feel the need to do more than two, but I don't need 5.0, 8.0, 10.0. At this point, I feel like you're just switching things up just to get a couple more clicks. So that's uh-huh. the other thing that that's, I also that's, worry about. Q, as, as an online writer, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> because I've only had one, one. Well, I've only done one mock draft so far. Because I'm like, I don't want to oversaturate it. Right. But like... When we, but when we do them, like I did that, I got like thousands of hit within hours. And I was, it's because everybody wants to know who you picking, who you picking, exactly. who are you picking? Exactly. And, and I get it. It's fun. It's, and that's a huge reason why the NFL draft is so successful and so popular is because everybody wants to know who's getting such and such superstar from here and there and what could happen. There's a, it's, it's like March Madness. Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, by the way, March Madden, best, best, best tournament or not best tournament of all sports. Um, I would say probably best tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, we're on, we're on the same page there. Yeah, best uh, tournament. I mean, there's there's not too many more tournaments that that get more exciting, get more juice going, and 
have more upsets than March Madness. So yeah, I would roll with that. All right, all right. We had, we had to do that. All right, we got we got to throw it to a quick break. When we come back, we'll be doing a new topic, worst to first. Who are the teams that finished in last place or towards the bottom of their division last year who have the best chance of jumping up to first place? We'll talk about that. But first, a word from our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Q. I'm from Locked On Steelers. He's from Locked On Raiders. Q, so we're doing worst to first here. We're looking at the teams that finished in last place or just did really, really badly last 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 year. Maybe they maybe they did really poorly and they still didn't finish in last place um, because their division was so bad. <coughs> NFC East, uh, AFC <laughs> South. Um, but, uh, but we're looking at the teams that have, have the best chances of making the jump. So I'm going to list out these teams that did very badly last year and then we're going to look at them and see who have the best ones okay so afc east last place two and 14 new york jets afc north four 11 and one cincinnati Bengals. afc south the four and 12 texans and the one and 15 jaguars afc west you have the five and 11 broncos you have the seven and nine chargers but like they're seven and nine that's not horrible um with the NFC East, I mean, you could basically say the whole division because yeah. even Washington, they won it with seven and nine. So, I mean, right. they're, they're kind of still are worse. Um, and then uh, NFC North, the Lions at five and 11, they got Jared Goff now. Uh, NFC South, you could say both the, the Panthers at five and 11 and the Falcons at four and 12. And then with the NFC West, you got the Niners at six and 10. Um, Cardinals are eight and eight. They just missed it. But uh, of those teams, there's a few ones that poke out to me, but who is your top candidate to go from worst to first in 2021? You know, that's a really, really good question. And there's always a team, right? There's always a team that stinks the year before. And then all of a sudden they jump up and they bite everybody and they don't see them coming. And it's like, whoa, where did this team come from? And I got a couple of candidates that I think one, I don't think would be a major surprise to anybody, especially if they get their quarterback in the draft and they get the guy that they want. And that's the 49ers in the NFC West. They went mm-hmm. six and 10, you know, I mean, that's, that's basically based off the fact that their offense wasn't worth the salt. And, and you know how it goes. Their quarterback was injured and banged up. So I think that when they go and get their quarterback, they're going to have a fighting chance, except for the fact that the NFC West is really, really strong. So uh, I would say that that would be kind of the duh, no brainer. Like that's the one that's going to bounce back. But I think a dark horse would be the Atlanta Falcons, man, in the NFC South. They're sitting there at four and 12 and they got the number four overall pick. And some people think that they're going to take a quarterback in the draft. I do not. I don't think Matt Ryan's the problem. I, I understand his contract. I get all that. I know he's getting older, 
But I don't think Matty Ice is the problem. I think that they just need some weapons. They need some better direction. Dan Quinn had gotten stale as the head coach there. That's why he's a defensive coordinator now. Um, I, I think that if they get their stuff together, let's just put it like that. If they get their stuff together and they go get Kyle Pitts, which is a no-brainer at number four overall in this upcoming draft, and they have that big-time huge weapon, you still got Julio Jones, you got Calvin Ridley, you know, you establish a run game. I think that Atlanta could really make a run. You look at the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule's still trying to figure things out in that division. The Saints are going to be a question mark. They, they were the winners of the NFC South. Who's going to be their quarterback? Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. I don't really have a lot of faith in either one of those guys. You assume Tampa Bay is going to be able to run it back and, and be just as good, but you never know. It's hard to repeat. So, so I, I kind of feel like that maybe Tampa Bay stumbles a little bit on a Super Bowl hangover and gets out the gates kind of slow. Maybe Atlanta could, could jump up and bite them. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to roll with, if I got to pick one, I'm going to roll with the Atlanta Falcons and say that they make that move in the NFC South. They go from worst to first. ATL, he says, is going gonna, is gonna to make the jump there. I, I like the idea there because they do have pieces on defense. They do have the players on offense. Now, here's the crazy thing. They go and get Kyle Pitts. Now you're telling me that Matt Ryan gets Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Kyle Pitts to throw to. Yep. That just that that's insane to me, Q. Like that would be like I, I don't know what I would do if I'm if, if I have a secondary. I'm like, all right, guys, we just gotta kill one of these guys. We just we just gotta dive at their kneecaps and just hope that they get hurt. Like, who are you covering in that situation? And then right. they again they get an early second round pick. That'd be a great place to get your running back of the future. You know, maybe a Javante Williams if he's hanging around there. Um, you know, the, like the, they could do so much to boost the offense. They could do so much to build, boost the defense. That's the key. That's the key. If they get pits in the first round, they got to get some way to solidify that defense. Mm. I Maybe agree. Grant, UCF, safety. Go get him. Okay. They lost, they lost uh, what, Keanu Neal? Keanu they Neal. lost they did lose Keanu Neal. I mean, they, they, they are in needs of reconstructing the back end of that defense for sure. They went and got A.J. Terrell in the first round last year at the corner position. I think that you continue to take care of that secondary. If you go get a, a Richie Grant or somebody in the second round like that early in the second round, maybe even a Trayvon Merrick if he falls from TCU. Yeah. Or a Darius Washington if he drops. I think, man, I think you start cooking with grease. That's what I like to say, man, cook with grease. And I think that that's what they'll do if they can find a guy to solidify that back end. No, I see. I, I like Trayvon Merrick. That, 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 the guy from, from, from TCU that you mentioned – He's a heck of a safety. And, and this is a weird safety class because yeah. there's no – usually you have a safety that, that, that's creeping up into like the early part of the first round. Mo Riggs probably your, your top prospect, and people are talking about him as late first, maybe an early second. So that would where he would – there would be fall – where he'd fall. But I also think that there's some really good safeties to get in the middle rounds who could be starters this year. I think Andre Cisco from Syracuse is highly underrated. I liked yeah. watching him in the ACC this past year. I Come love the injury, though. What do you say? Coming off an ACL injury, though. That, and that is true. That is true. And you have to watch for that. Yep. But I also like players like James Wiggins from Cincinnati who can play yep. in the slot and play deep and yep. has good hands to find the ball. Then you got Troy Polamalu's cousin, Talanoa Hufanga from, from USC. All these guys are going to be drafted in the middle rounds. That's where I see real value at safety happening. Um, but, you know, part of the things, you know, they, they got Deion Jones. What what did the, the what did the Buccaneers win with this year? They won with talent at, at, at off ball linebacker. Yep. What if they say in the er, in the early part of the second round, hey, if Zayvon Collins is around, let's get him. Ooh. Nick Bolton, let's get him. Yep. Cameron McGrone. There's guys that fit those ones. So those are interesting moves for the Falcons to make. But if I'm picking one team, 
to go from worst to first. I, I, I got to go with the Niners just because I feel like they're adding to the quarterback room and the quarterback situation is the main thing that they need to fix right now. I, I said it from the jump. Jimmy G was the biggest thing holding them back. If they had anybody else who wasn't even slightly, who, who was at least slightly better than Jimmy G, I think that they beat the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Um, and that would have changed everything. And last year also, wasn't just Jimmy G who got hurt. The entire roster was decimated by COVID, by injuries, by everything. They just had a Super Bowl blues type of year. And, and like you said, I'm, I'm shaky on the Seahawks right now, man. I'm not so sure if they're going to hold on to their situation. We'll be getting to first to worst in the next segment. Uh, but, you know, the NFC West, while it's highly competitive, the Niners easily, I could see them flipping themselves and improving by five or six games next year. And then, mm. then being the ones that are in first place, but that, those Rams, man, they're going to be tough, but uh, certainly if I had to pick one team, it's the Niners, but there are certain teams. I'm sorry. I got to see it before I believe it, that they turn things around. That applies to the Jaguars. I don't care <laughs> if they get Trevor Lawrence that applies to the jets. I don't care if they get Zach Wilson. And that definitely applies to the Bengals because I don't know. Did you see William Jackson, the third, come out this week on the Bengals. He said that's why they lose all the time. And it was like, oh, like, there you go. Talk about that, your old team like that. Man, they, they, yeah. And William Jackson ripped them. And they're a terrible team. They're an awful team, you know? And they got Joe Burrow. Okay, great. But you got to build around it, man. You really do. And look, I'll tell you, they made a mistake last year when they franchise tagged A.J. Green. I mean, A.J. Green hadn't played a full season in I don't know how long. So when they did that, I was like, why are you wasting that kind of money, man? You can go out there and get some quality free agents or you can go do something else with that money. And then you see what happened. A.J. Green didn't do nothing for him. And now he's in Arizona with the Cardinals. He's going to be second fiddle to DeAndre Hopkins, which I think is a good place for him. But he's not a number one anymore. You know what I mean? He's just not that guy. So, yeah, I think Cincinnati is definitely going to be in last again. I think the Jets are going to be in last again. I believe the Jaguars are going to be in last again. I don't care about Urban Meyer. I think that they're just going to be, you know, a a really bad team for a while, even though they got a lot of assets. They got a quarterback or they'll get a quarterback and they got a lot of uh, free agency money, which Urban Meyer clearly didn't know how to use this uh, this offseason. So, hey, you know, it's going to take a while before Urban figures things out. And by that time, he'll probably be ready to dip on out and say that he's got some health issues that he's got to got to address. So that's no just, shots fired at all there by Q. <laughs> Tigers don't change their stripes, man. I'm sorry. I, 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 my mother told me that when I was a youngster and it's, it stays true to this day. Tigers don't change their stripes. Well, I guess that applies to the Bengals because they got stripes and then the Jaguars, I think they got spots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think, yeah. Spots. So, but, but same, same cat, different deal. Uh, I, I got, I got, I got, I got you there. Different cat, same deal. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, but, but anyways, that was our, worst to first we're gonna take a quick break we come back we're gonna flip it who could be first to worst and yes we understand this is before the nfl draft and we're probably gonna flip this around but we're doing it pre-draft so we could do it post-draft all because we're having fun here on the friday edition of the locked on nfl podcast but next up we've got a message from our friends at built bar you need a snack that's gonna both help you get through the rest of your day but also be good for you that's where built bar comes in Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code 
Locked On 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's Locked On 15, L O C K E D 1 5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL Show podcast, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He, he's your boy Q from Locked On Ra- Raiders. Now, Q, we just did. We just did uh, worst to first, which means now we got to flip it. And who could be the team that goes from first to worst? Now, I'm going to do what I did last one. I'm going to list all the division winners last year. Okay. So, AFC East, 13-3, Buffalo Bills. AFC North, 12-4, Pittsburgh Steelers. AFC South, 11-5, Tennessee Titans. It's worth noting that the Colts did also finish at 11-5. They just lost the tiebreaker. AFC West, the 14-2 Kansas City Chiefs. NFC East, the 7-9 Washington football team. NFC North, the 13-3 Green Bay Packers. NFC South, the 12-4 New Orleans Saints. Also worth noting, the Super Bowl champion was the Buccaneers, who were 11-5 from that division. And then, of course, in the NFC West, the 12-4 Seattle Seahawks. Of those teams, if you had to pick one team, Q, who's their one team to go from first to worst? Well, since you said I have one, as I wrote down three. <laughs> oh, man. Someday I'll learn. I'll learn to follow directions, man. That's one of those things I haven't worked on very well, but it's okay. Um, I would have to say I'd have to look at the NFC East and just say, you know what, the Washington football team. <laughs> I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, I love Ron Rivera. I think he's a great head coach. I like the defense that they put out there, but at some point you've got to score points. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I just don't know who the trigger man is going to be. Dwayne Haskins is gone. He's now a backup in Pittsburgh. Uh, they, you know, they signed, signed what Heineke to a, a, a position. They Heineke. signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's there, but ultimately, man, I think that they'll probably dip into the draft and try to find a guy as well. Uh, we all know how Fitzy is. He, he, he is good for a little while, but he's like masking tape. He falls apart. Eventually you got to fix that. So, uh, I, I just I look at that division. It's never been one or it hasn't. I don't want to say never. I don't want. Let me take that back. It's been a very long time since the team has won it back to back years it's over like 15 or 16 years. Yeah, I agree. Team, you know, what I mean, it's been so, so long. I think with the Cowboys coming back with Dak, I'm assuming he's going to be 100 percent healthy. Uh, I think that they actually win that division. Philadelphia is a real, real big question for me. I don't know what they're going to do with Jalen Hurts in that situation. So I don't know how that team's going to shake out. But I could definitely see Washington just taking a step or two back and, and really kind of competing for the bottom of the barrel in the NFC East. I just don't think that they they have the firepower to get it done offensively. Now, again, like you mentioned, uh, a big key is that this is pre-NFL draft. So after the draft, you might look back and say, whoa, Washington really did that. But as of right now, and plus they're still a mess of an organization. Daniel yeah. Snyder is like the 100% owner right now. Uh, he just bought out the minority yeah, owners for like 800-something million dollars, just stupid money and I, I just I don't know man I, I just don't have faith in that organization right now so uh, no offense to Ron Rivera but I think Washington the football team they're, they're the ones that end up in the last last place position in the NFC East uh, I have to say you know that's that's the golden pick if you're doing this topic because you look at all the divisions from first to last place it was a two and a half game difference in the a in the right. NFC East yep. you know Washington finished seven and nine Philadelphia finished four eleven and one um that's you know that's a two that's two and a half games everywhere else you know buffalo to the jets it's an 11 game difference steelers to the bengals is an eight game difference or i guess seven and a half you know then it's a 10 game difference in the afc south uh, a, a nine game difference in the afc west you know i think the closest to that 
was maybe the NFC West with a, with a six game difference between the the Niners and, and the and the Seahawks. Uh, but but that the, it, to me it's an it, to me that the question is a no brainer for Washington being the team that could take a step back. Now, like you said crazy things could happen you know we've already seen some crazy trading up and down in the in the uh um the nfl draft order i am 100 percent certain we have not come close to seeing the last of that right now washington has the 19th overall pick of the nfl draft it would cost them a lot to move up into into the top 10 to go get the quarterback that they really want but would daniel snyder do something crazy he's daniel snyder you know right. he'll do something crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that, though. How aggressive do you think some of these teams may be leading up to the draft or even on draft day? Because I just feel like that, you know, sometimes you got to look at it and be like, damn it, we got to go for it. Like San Francisco did. They said, hell, we're, we're moving on up, man. Three like first-round picks. Yeah. Three. That's what I'm saying. But they're going to get their guy. So, and Washington would have to give up a boatload, like you mentioned, to go make that move. But, I mean, do you think that there's a chance that they could get aggressive like that and, and go and just – go target a big time player, maybe even try to trade, I don't know, up to top five, top six to try to get somebody big. I, I wouldn't put anything past Washington in their front office. At least doing top something, 10. Yeah. Do, doing something wild. Right. I, I, I wouldn't put it past them, but if, if I'm Washington, I say, you know what? We will either wait for their quarterback to fall to us or we will, we will continue to build what we're building right now and just acknowledge we don't got the, the quarterback at this at this point in time. Um, what if they yeah. went and got a Justin Fields? What if they ended up with Justin Fields? Maybe he oh. does drop out of the top 10 and gets to around, like, number 12. What if they make a move for him and then, and then Ron Rivera has his new Cam Newton? That would be, that would be an amazing move. And, 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 uh, wait, but how, would, how would that look? You just got rid of the last Ohio State quarterback, so then you went and got the next Ohio State quarterback. <laughs> Q, as always, this is an amazing show. Uh, this is always fun to do with you, my man. Happy Friday to you. Happy Good Friday to you. And happy Easter to everyone out there this weekend who celebrates it. We hope that you get to spend some time with your loved ones. Stay safe. Stay inside. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy, Q. I'm of Locked On Steelers. He's of Locked On Raiders. Remember, subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. We are on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Radio.com, which is now Odyssey, if you want to download that app. It's a great way to listen to all your favorite podcasts and radio stations. But that's going to be us for the week. Weekend. check check us out on monday locked on nfl podcast we'll be back in full effect be seeing you then